Hello, nerds. Um, this is Megan McCarthy Bianc. We've got a cantina conversation today with Hildy Kate Leshack, with uh, easily the youngest person I've ever interviewed. She started her own newspaper when she was eight years old, and she then she wrote a memoir uh, when she was 13, 14 years old. And the memoir is very, you know, it's very enjoyable. It's it's a pretty quick read, but it was really refreshing to kind of read about like the vulnerability about someone that age who was just embarking on a very uh, ambitious journey and uh, how the effect it had on her and how she came out of it. It was it was really easy talking to her. I was a little bit nervous at first because of her age for some reason. But once I sat down and talked to her, um, you know, it was really enjoyable. And she's she's a remarkable person. And not just because of her age, but you know, just the way she carries herself. And she seems to have some things figured out already at you know the age of 15 that took me year, <laughs> took me years to to figure out on my myself you know I'll stop rambling on and let you all get to the interview and, and learn for yourself so here you go we've got Hildy Leshek here um, we're talking about her memoir uh, Hildy on the record memoir of a kid crime, crime reporter the book is out now um, Hildy thank you so much for taking the time to meet with us today um, you know you're your memoir, it was it was a quick and enjoyable read and it was um I got a little bit hooked. It was really interesting and I, I found it so like comforting and, and refreshing and very fascinating to read about your life experiences you. thus far. So thanks for thanks for coming on and chatting with us. Thank you for having me. Sure. So to get started, how about we go with like a um like a can you give us like a brief synopsis of it and maybe like kind of go into your background a little bit and how your experiences kind of like helped you or influenced your decision to to come up with a memoir? Yeah, sure. Um so I started a newspaper when I was seven years old and it got a lot of media attention because I reported on a story of a murder. And I had been so used to telling other people's stories since I was a little kid. So when people started, you know, talking about me and writing stories about me, it became very important for me to tell my own story, which is what this memoir is. Excellent. Yeah. What? Let's explore that process because I imagine there were a lot of people, because I know you have your experience, you know, kind of following your dad's footsteps. And he also wrote a book about the Sandy Newtown, Sandy Hook. You kind of are used to kind of following along in his footsteps when you guys were growing up in, in Brooklyn, right? Like that's where right. you, right. And then um, you kind of had a huge shift where you moved. And so how was your experiences like? Let's explore that first, like moving from a really busy, like metropolitan area. Like, I feel like you can't get more metropolitan than New York and kind of that big life life change for you and your family of um, basically shifting from the city to, I guess, more of like not suburbs, but between suburb and rural, you know, like a it was a big environment, environmental change for you guys. So let's explore that a little bit and maybe how, because I feel like that was like such a huge part in you deciding to start your newspaper? Yeah, uh, complete. it completely was because I, there was always something to do in New York. You know, I wouldn't worry about getting bored. I had my little group of friends, but then when I moved, it was just, I really had nothing to do. I didn't really know the area well. Um, I mean, I'd visited Pennsylvania before because it's where my grandparents lived, but it wasn't really even near where I was living. So I just wanted something to do and I wanted a hobby, which I think is kind of what drove me to starting my newspaper because it was just fun for me. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, definitely. And that like passion and that enthusiasm definitely came through in your writing in your book because yeah, like, cause you know, you kind of went through the process and you talked about how, you know, your father really helped guide you to, and supported you like doing your own thing, but like following, you know, following that little inkling that you couldn't quite let go of, you know? And I just, I loved hearing like, kind of reading about your experiences in I love that the relationship that you have with your dad and I love that you know he lets you tag along and like that's how you kind of were exposed or kind of dipped your toe in the water and then you embarked you're like no I'm like I'm bored I'm gonna I'm gonna try this out (laughs) and you ended up getting um sub subscribers like right away I thought that was super awesome so like so with this whole process of like thinking of like, okay, writing your memoir, telling your story, uh, giving the people what they want, so to speak. And then, um, you know, going through the process, like how, what was that like? Were you like excited? Were you nervous? Were you all of the above? Like how, how did that whole process look like for you? Like, did you know what to expect? Were you surprised? Things like that. It was definitely very nerve wracking. Um, especially I think, it's more difficult for me to say a lot of the things that I wrote about in the book, but writing, you know, it's like my art form. It's how I express myself, but I'm talking about, it's, it's difficult. I think for anyone to be vulnerable with these things. And of course I ran into that a lot. There were certain things that I kind of really like was hesitant to include in the book, but I realized that I needed to. So that was kind of tricky for me. Um, The process, it was also really fun though, because I got to talk to a lot of people like front two items, spoken to for a while you know to kind of like fill me in on things I couldn't remember completely it was Mm. a fun process so I got to kind of reflect on um like a certain period of my life but it was also it was kind of scary especially you know when it got published I'm like putting it out there yeah so it's so like new to me so it's nerve-wracking and exciting yeah yeah and especially since you've kind of um it released it came out last month or a few weeks ago and so you kind of like you're still kind of letting it marinate. Like you're still kind of feeling (laughs) you're still on the honeymoon phase, I guess you could say is where you're like enjoying the ride and also kind of like still getting the feedback and things like that. Um, What were like, I guess kind of like hopping off of that. What, what were like your biggest lessons learned through that, this whole process from writing and going through the editing and all that process and like releasing your memoir? I think I, I think when I was like originally reporting on a lot of the stories I reported on, I kind of tried to see myself as this very like unemotional person. (laughs) And I always kind of told myself like, these things don't affect me. Like, cause you know, a lot of it, I would read articles about myself where I'd be like super, just, I don't know, confrontational. And like, I never (laughs) got scared and I never got sad, which I'm really, it's just, it's not me. I'm a very emotional person. And I think when I was reporting on these stories originally, I kind of tried to look at myself as very unemotional. Like this stuff doesn't affect me at all. But then when I was writing, I kind of realized how much it really did affect me, which was something that I hadn't realized before. And I think that if I just like was okay with myself being emotional at the time of reporting these stories, then it would have spared me a lot of um, troubles later on. Mm. Yeah. That's interesting. That's something that you, I guess you don't really expect is when you're like writing about yourself and then when you're writing about what other people are writing about you, that is, you get that kind of like perception, like what, like how other people perceive you. 
in written form. <laughs> and it's almost, I, yeah, I never thought of it that way. That's really interesting. Cause it's, you know, you, usually you can only guess or, or, you know, imagine what, how you might come off toward to people, but then to like kind of read it and even be surprised. Cause you're like, yeah, like you hearing you say, no, I'm an emotional person, but then, you know, you, apparently you came off as like unemotional. And, um, but when I was reading your memoir, I did find a good balance of that. And I found, I, I did that. learn that, like, yeah. <laughs> and I also like, I could sense that you were like, you were also, there was some of that like confusion or surprise. It was like, well, I don't know why they're acting to me this way, or I don't know, you know, and I, and I, we can also go and, you know, however you want to talk about it, like, you know, cause you did mention how it, it was frustrating for you, understandably that people would either question you or underestimate you either based on your gender or based on your age and, you know, coming from, cause right now you're still, you're 15 or 16 right now, right? 15. And, yeah. Yeah. And so you like, are going off trying to get the scoop as like an eight-year-old, eight, nine-year-old. And I found that so cool. And, but I could, I guess I could see, cause I have two little boys now they're one and four. And so having kids my own, I could kind of see that other side of it where like, you know, adults are going to be adults and we're going to, Oh, it's, but I think all, all adults can do well to uh, not underestimate children so much, to be honest, because in general, I think they're a little bit, kids are a little bit more resilient than we give them credit for. And just you reading about your story of like how you would just go chase down stories and you would just want to find out the facts and you were being so professional, no matter what, like you didn't, even though you're saying like you're an emotional person, you definitely, you were, you kept it straight. You kept it professional. And is that something that like you think is a quality that's um, true to you because of your dad? Or did you learn from him by watching him or do you think it's a little bit of both i don't think it was natural for me at all i think i learned i think i think i learned from like watching him right but i also i knew that i was at a disadvantage because of my gender my age so i knew i kind of had to try a little bit harder to be more professional than everyone else um, yeah because i was just at a slight disadvantage so i had to really quickly kind of learn how to switch into that mode yeah definitely and you know, yeah, and gender-wise too. Unfortunately, as I'm sure you've you've learned so far, and you'll continue to learn. Even though I would hope that it's better now than it was years ago. I think hopefully now that um things are are tipping for the better. Do you think that your ambitions of starting your own newspaper would have been the same had you not moved out of New York or if you had moved even to a different part of the country or maybe not the country, but part of that region. Um, what was this like Northern yeah, Northeast region? Cause you kind of, you guys kind of stayed in that big yeah. part of the U S but yeah. Do you think that maybe you, it would have ended up the same way you would have still kind of chased that scratch that itch. Had you moved to like a, you know, a different environment or stayed the stayed in the same environment? No, I think if I stayed in New York, I probably wouldn't have started my paper, especially if my dad was still reporting, because, you know, going with him on stories was enough for me. Mm. But I think, I don't know, I wondered about this a lot, because I wondered how like differently my life would have gone if I was, you know, like out of town on specific days for stories. But the truth is, I don't know. And I mean, I don't, <laughs> I don't really wonder about it a lot. I have no idea, like if I'd be here, if I did one thing differently. And right. so... I don't know. There's no point of torturing myself about it. <laughs> I know. Right. Yeah. Cause who knows? I mean, maybe you just started it earlier than you never know if maybe now would have been the age 
had you started something versus six years ago, you know? So that's a good point. Was crime journalism always something that fascinated you or was it like journalism in general? Like, are there any other types of writing that you, you have been curious about, you know, stepping into? Um, Journalism in general, I don't think it was specifically crime reporting, but I really liked journalism because it was just, I mean, it was super fun for me. Uh, My parents had a rule in our house that we had to write something every day. So I just figured that'd be like my form of writing. I mean, I really do like fictional writing, especially as I've gotten older. I really like scary short stories. That's Mm. really fun for me to write. I think just journalism in general fascinated me. I wasn't specifically into crime reporting. Yeah. Although some of that stuff, I guess, is a little more fascinating than other types of reporting. Yeah, (laughs) For sure. Yeah. And I I like how you attribute that to your dad. Like, I imagine those conversations were some of the ones where you you asked him, like, if you remembered him correctly when you were he was trying to, like, show you the ropes or or give you pointers or also just, you know, he wanted you to be aware of, like, the seriousness of of all of it. And I I love that, um, you know, he no matter what, it seemed like he treated, you know, he talked to you like, you know, on not on your level, per se, but like he didn't he wasn't talking down to you. He was like, yeah, he was like, well, this is what, you know, here, this is, this is what, this is what's going on. This is what we're doing. And kind of like, Hey, just a heads up. This is where we're going. And this is what you need to know kind of thing. And um, I thought that, I thought that was awesome. I really appreciated it too. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. So, Oh, so your experience in, in writing, how did that kind of like prepare you for writing your memoir? Like what were some differences or or some similarities? Like, was it go back and forth about writing for journalism and and like, you know, doing the crime reporting and then versus writing your memoir. I want to explore like, how did your writing style change? Did your process change? Like how did, how did that go about when you're kind of shifting from reporting the news versus re- almost reporting on yourself? It was really, it was really weird for me. I mean, I done uh, like books before, but those were all fiction. And this time it's like, I don't know. I was used to drawing a really clear line between like the fictional short stories I wrote in my reporting, but this wasn't exactly reporting because it's more mm-hmm. of like a narrative than that. So it was definitely new for me. Um, It was really kind of, it was tricky to figure out at first, but I, what I did was I free wrote a lot every day. I would kind of like almost like journal something for that. I wanted to be in a specific chapter and then I would just go over and then make it a little more coherent every time. And then eventually it would turn out. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I guess that's the beauty of it Uh, with writing. You could go back and, and you just, I guess that's one of the best ways to do is just practice. Yeah. Practice, practice, practice. Um, Cause I like, I read a lot and now I'm like, you know, helping to uh, use up that vocabulary too, just to try to hone in on your craft and make it better and make sure it makes sense. And you know, <laughs> all that good stuff. Um, that's really, no, that's really cool. Cause I always imagine how, when I interview authors who have experience in like one form of writing and then they decide to shift just to either challenge themselves or, you know, just to go for it, something they've always wanted to do. And it's just always interesting to hear about how their previous work or their career, like helped them do that, (laughs) help them, you know, kind of switch gears. And so kind of going off of that, like when you were writing your memoir, this is a two part question. So what were your favorite parts to write? And then what was like the most, what were the most challenging parts to write? The most challenging parts are definitely um, a lot of the things that I wrote, 
I would get really wrapped in my head if like people I was re- I'm really kind of I was really worried about people from my school reading it mm. and I don't and I know and I was like that shouldn't you know affect my writing and I didn't let it at the end but I was definitely really hesitant to put some of the stuff in there I'm still not letting any of my friends at school read it or anything <laughs> like they don't really know about it I keep that stuff very distant but I was really, I was, cause some of the stuff I'm like, okay, you know, I think I'd be more okay with somebody I've never met reading this than someone who I have to see every day. Yeah. I don't like, <laughs> like a lot of the eating stuff and all that. I'm like, I don't want anyone who I have to interact with to know this ever. Um, so it's definitely <laughs> really tricky for me to write, but the most fun part was probably just, uh, especially the early chapters I was talking about when I was little, because that was that was fun for me to look back on and it was fun for me to write about because I never really talk about that because you know it's before the newspaper mm-hmm. yeah yeah I I will say though that I really appreciate you being honest and being so open and and with your self-awareness of you know your mental health and then those you know eating habits that you fell into um the less healthy ones that you know it's good to to recognize that now rather than like, you know, when you're my age and you're, you know, it's just like all that time has passed and you like you wish you would have gotten in the habit much earlier. Um, but no, I, I, you know, when you say that it's, it's funny, there is some truth to that. And I could definitely um, sympathize with that. But there's also I do appreciate you, you know, putting that information in there, putting, you know, putting that side of you in there about um, you know, your mental health and and just kind of like you struggling with your appetite and all of the, you know, crazy, the, just the emotions you were feeling because it was such like an emotional time for you. And because I, I have depression, and anxiety, and but I think I was about your age when you first realized like something was up. That's I remember I was like 13, 14 when I was like, something's not right, you know? So I think that what you went through was totally normal. And I'm sure since then you've learned that um, just kind of by going off when you told uh, like the production crew for the uh, home after dark, that TV series mm-hmm. that you had to kind of break the news to them where it was like, yeah, yeah so <laughs> that you were stopping uh, the paper and then you kind of like, you know, went into that um, just being totally vulnerable with them and, I just, I remember reading that part and I was like, I'm so glad that that group of people felt totally safe. I felt that I, I'm glad that you felt safe sharing that with those people. And I felt I was glad that they opened up to you as well so that you could see like, cause I think that's like, I think that's part of the struggle is, is, you know, a lot of people just keep it in. They were just like, well, I'm just going to deal with it or I'm just going to let it, I'll just figure it out or I'll just let it pass or whatever. But I think it's, you know, it's really important to you, like use the tools and the resources that are available to you so that you can get a hang of it and, you know, just like get the hang of it, address it and then move on and just, you know, live with it. Cause it's, everybody's got, everybody's got mental health. Like it's, you know, <laughs> and that's what I wish people would more, more people would realize was that it's yeah. like, if I'm, if I'm more prone to sprained ankles, like it's almost similar, you know, if I've got a, a certain bone structure where I'm susceptible to certain ailments versus it's like the same thing with your brain. It's, it's the brain is a very complicated thing. And I'm, that's a long way. I know I went off on a tangent, but I would just, I, I, I loved, re- I loved reading that part. And I love that you put that yeah. out there. And I love that you, yeah, you just talked about it. 
you know, and you just like totally honest. And it's, it's funny to, like that. You're like, no, I just don't want like my classmates or any of my friends to read it. Cause I have to talk to them every day, which is totally understandable, but I don't know. It's like, who knows, you know, somewhere down the line, if, if they eventually read it, if you eventually let them read it, you know, maybe somewhere down the line, they'll be like, they're like, Oh man, I think I was dealing with that too. Or, you know, yeah. whatever. It's um, always, it's always such a weird line to like walk on though, because I don't want to make it seem like I'm lying to like the people I know in person, but I also don't want to be all pretentious. Like, yeah, I can't, I'm, I'm actually missing school today for this, no, no. which is fine. <laughs> um, but I don't want to be like, yeah, I have to miss school today because like I'm doing this thing. It sounds, it, I just feel very pretentious, especially talking about the book and about all this stuff. It's hard not to feel completely self-absorbed. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's tricky. Yeah. But I think the self-awareness is a huge part of it where you're, I think a little self-consciousness is good. If you're trying to be aware rather than totally oblivious to how you're coming off to people, you know, and yeah, cause you don't want to come off as like you're bragging or you're yeah. like, like, Oh, you know, I busy schedule today. You know, you just, you know, you're just like, Oh yeah, I have something going on. Like, you know, just, <laughs> um, no, but I, I think that's, I think honestly, you're off to a great start. you got a good mindset, just kind of that, like that, that caution. It's a healthy caution, you know, it's a healthy Thank attitude. You. Yeah, for sure. Would you, you do anything differently now that you've been through this whole experience do you do you have any regrets or do is there like anything that stands out that if you decided to do something else you would take that with you um I've thought about this a lot especially like when I've been like through some worse times that I'm in now I've thought you know like maybe I just shouldn't have done the paper like this whole thing was a mistake I'd be so much happier but I think I think everyone has those things where they can kind of tell themselves if this didn't happen and if this went my way, then everything would be so much better and I'd be completely amazing and and all of this would be great. (laughs) But I think in reality, I was just kind of, I mean, it was just kind of how I was wired. Like it was a ticking time bomb that was going to go off if I was, you know, reporting crime or just like playing Minecraft or something. Yeah. So I think, um, I think it's, I try not to look back too much because in reality things did go the way they did and I can't really change that now. So I just, I try not to think about it too much. Yeah. I love that. I think it's taking me a long time to kind of get to that point, but you know, it's, that's what, yeah, no, that's, you're absolutely right. It is what it is. And it's just, you know, you, you just embrace the experience for what it was and and you walk out of it knowing better at the, at the very least it was a learning experience. And yeah, yeah, I guess you can't, you could only do your best like to go forward. That's exactly right. So what, uh, what kind of advice would you have for any aspiring young kid reporters like like say if they were like the age when you kind of started out doing this thing like what kind of advice would you have for someone at that age trying to do the same thing I think my biggest piece of advice would be if you take yourself seriously other people will take you seriously too maybe not as serious as they would take somebody older but they will take you more seriously than they would before I love that (laughs) I love that it's almost like fake it till you make it. Like you just have to yeah. have like the confidence will take you so far. And yes, I agree. Yeah. That's amazing. I love that. And I, I love that. You know, <laughs> it's like, I look at, I try to think of like, you know, my mindset when I was like 10 or, you know, I like preteen or, or turning into a teenager. And, it, you know, I don't, I don't mean to like be condescending, but it's like, you are like remarkable for your age. And I love that 
you know, you realize those things now, because then it kind of paves the way for you to do better things like, or even if you want, you could take like a 10 year break of doing nothing remarkable. And that's totally acceptable, acceptable too. But I have a feeling that's not going to happen. So, (laughs) (laughs) you know, going off of that, what's next for you? Do you have any other projects that maybe you want to that you're thinking about anything, you know, even if it's not like academic or career related, like any other new exciting things that you're thinking about that you might eventually do? Um, I think, I think since I was really little, I've kind of been looking at myself like almost in like a third person lens, like as a gimmick, I have like this tagline, right. And I can see myself through that. And I was able to see myself for so many years as this like kid crime reporter, right. And, uh, I mean, obviously that kind of fell away. And when I stopped doing that, it was really difficult for me for a long time because I couldn't really come up with a new tagline for myself. And I couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't view myself in the way I wanted to. I'm like, this is like, oh, what? You're going to school. Like, no, but um, <laughs> <laughs> for me, I've just been trying to kind of focus on looking my, at myself as, you know, an, an entire person instead of just like a one dimensional, like gimmick and I've been trying to accept myself more um you know as I am uh as for like professional things I really want to get into filmmaking I'm not sure if I'll ever return to journalism I feel kind of at peace with the way things ended and I'm happy with that part of my life but I think I think I want to be a director I think that's for me (laughs) (laughs) I love it yeah and there are you know at least you got some experience and what it takes to like work with other people and more cooks in the kitchen, so to speak is because I know it was collaborative with you and your sister a little bit too. Mm -hmm. Um, And then your dad helped you with, with some things as well when you were putting all that together. So no, I think you definitely got a good start in um, just working with other people and it's going to definitely going to be a different ball game going from like reporting to like directing, but have you given thought as to like what kind of things you'd like to, to make? I don't know. I think I would definitely want to write the things um, Mm. because I don't know. I couldn't, I that's just how I see it in my head, but I think I'm, I'm just trying to take it day by day. You know, I have the general overview of what I want to do, but um, I'm very, I'm very open to exploring new things. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Cause it's like, I, I feel like, yeah, the world is your oyster and there's so many different stories to tell. And you know, if it's not, it might just slowly creep up on you as the years go by and then boom, you're like, okay, I'm, I think I'm ready to do this. So yeah. yeah. Um, that's great. So Hildy, uh, Lishiak, uh, Hildy on the record. Um, the book is out now. Thank you so much. This was so fun. And it was Thank such a pleasure talking so to you. Yeah. This seriously, like I, you know, like I said before, I don't want, I hope this doesn't come off as condescending, but you are, you know, yeah, you're remarkable for your age and, you. you know, yeah, <laughs> you know, and I think you've got a, you know, you've got a great start and you've got a great head on your shoulders and, you know, just keep doing what you're doing and keep learning and, you know, keep taking yourself seriously <laughs> for sure. Thank you so much. This yeah. is so fun. Thank you for having me. All right. That was Hildy K. Leshack, author of the memoir, Hilda on the Record, a memoir of a kid crime reporter. It's available now. If you're interested in journalism, I recommend you pick it up. Or if you just want to 
check out her story. It's pretty cool. Uh, she's a cool girl and she's smart and I really enjoyed talking to her and getting to know her. So as always, rate, review, and subscribe. You can find the links where to follow her or to buy her book um, on the show notes. So please check that out. Reach out to me or check out my book reviews at thenerdcantina.com. Thanks for listening.